book of the prophet Ezekiel. In the midst of the vision I received from the Lord, the angel brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There the water was flowing from below the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. And the water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Then the angel brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces toward the east. And the water was coming out on the south side. Going on eastward with a cord in his hand, the man measured 1,000 cubits, then led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. Again, he measured 1,000 and led me through the water and it was knee-deep. Again he measured one thousand and led me through the water, and it was up to the waist. Again he measured one thousand, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Mortal, have you seen this? Then he led me back along the bank of the river. As I came back, I saw on the bank of the river a great many trees on the one side and on the other. He said to me, This water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah. And when it enters the sea, the sea of stagnant waters, the water will become fresh. Wherever the river goes, Every living creature that swarms will live, and there will be very many fish once these waters reach there. It will become fresh, and everything will live where the river goes. On the banks, on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves for healing. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The mighty Lord is our refuge. The mighty Lord is our refuge. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea. The mighty Lord is our refuge. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The mighty Lord is our refuge. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. 
Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what awesome things he has brought on the earth. The mighty Lord is our refuge. Praise and honor to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Praise and honor to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Come, create a clean heart in me, O God. Give back to me the joy of your salvation. Praise and honor to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool called, in Hebrew, Bethzata, which has five porticos. In these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, Jesus said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am making my way in, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your mat. But he answered them, The man who made me well said to me, Take up your mat and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take it up and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had disappeared in the crowd that was there. Later Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Do not sin any more, so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Therefore, the Jews started persecuting Jesus because he was doing such things on the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One of the magnificent things that we experience especially in later Lent and even into the Easter season, is that we hear these Gospels from John, which are quite elaborate. They start with what seem like, if I may dare use the expression, relatively run-of-the-mill incidents, run-of-the-mill for Jesus, that is, healings and cures and this kind of thing, but they become very elaborate articulations that go far, far beyond just what 
actually happens when the incident occurs. They get into a highly developed understanding of who and what Jesus is. And this year A, in the Sunday cycle, we are particularly privileged to experience that even on Sundays, as we've been already saying with the elaborate story of the Samaritan woman whom Jesus met at the well, or this most recent Sunday story of the man born blind who was brought to healing. Well, this story of the man who found himself languishing, to put it mildly, at the pool of Bethsaida for 38 years is another such story. And at weekday Mass, the fallout from that is going to be continuing for several days. You know, there is something quite remarkable that suddenly occurs to me that I don't think I'd ever really thought seriously about. For all the talk about the magnificent healing waters, as we hear of that in the first reading from Ezekiel and even in the psalm, the beautiful streams of flowing water that just wash away the misery and the rot of everything in their past and make everything fresh and beautiful and clean. And you can see in there a very obvious symbol of baptism. For all of that, isn't it remarkable that that man languished by the side of that pool for 38 years, never got in, and never was healed? Jesus, with a word, brings him healing without him going into the water at all. Remarkable. Yes, the waters have healing powers, but Jesus is a great deal more powerful than any healing waters. This reinforces in spades that Jesus is the water of life as we experienced in the dialogue with the Samaritan woman. Jesus is the water. And even if all other waters pale in comparison or fail in comparison, Jesus himself does not fail. Remember how he said at one point, when he was talking to Nicodemus, actually now that I think of it, that wasn't Nicodemus, that was the Samaritan woman probably said it to both of them one way or the other, that when you drink the water that Jesus provides, the water that he is, it becomes a spring of water welling up within you to eternal life. You yourself become a carrier of that magnificent healing power. In these days when the expression carrier has become a very overwrought and frightening expression. Isn't it great to know that we are carriers of the grace and healing power that is the very power of Jesus himself? We can become a healing water for others. This is John's message. Jesus is that healing water and he brings about healing by the very finger of God. So in the same way, that is what the apostles, and we are all called to be his apostles, are to be, is that very healing grace, a living, flowing water 
of goodness, of prayer, of good deeds, of kindness, of help to others, especially those most in need of help. It is a wonderful but also very challenging thing to think about. We ask Jesus now, that one who continues to be for us living water, that he would refresh within us, especially if it's grown weak, if it's threatening to dry up, that he would refresh within us the living spring of the water of his joy and his life so that we may be everything that we've been called upon to be by him and with his power within us be a river of healing grace to others. Continue to pray. Continue to be filled with God's Spirit. And speaking of prayer, we might mention that our Holy Father has introduced a couple of important initiatives for prayer throughout the world. I will speak now of the one that will take place tomorrow, the magnificent solemnity of the Annunciation of our Lord. And what the Holy Father is inviting us all to do is, at what will in our terms be 7 o'clock a.m., to simply offer an Our Father, that a chorus of Our Fathers will go up from all over the world, pleading with God that his will be done and that his healing power be put to work to drive this pestilence away from our midst and bring comfort and peace to all those who are most in need of it. We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words. Lent is a time to deepen our faith through prayer, penitence, and charity. We pray that our readings and homilies help you to prepare to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at Easter. Just as we display ashes as a mark of our faith on Ash Wednesday, please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website where they can find them all day by day. What a great gift to present at the altar on Good Friday that you helped spread the good news of our salvation. And thank you for your prayers and support.